Hello, hello. So welcome to the first official podcast for Rebel Rider with me, Alyssa Schaefer. Um, I am an upper level event writer coming to you from California and I decided to start this podcast um, to document the journey of where we want to go. So um, we being me and my horse, <laughs> obviously you guys are welcome to come along with me that, uh, now that I've started documenting it. But um, I've always wanted to be, um, you know, an upper level rider and compete at, you know, it used to be called Rolex, but now it's just called Kentucky Horse Park. And of course it used to be a four star, four star and now it's a five star. So, you know, the sport has definitely grown and changed over the years, uh, changed over the years as we have participated in it. But, um, you know, the eventual goal would really be to compete at the highest level um, possible in three-day eventing. And um, interestingly enough, I actually didn't, you know, start by riding horses. I was a gymnast for 15 years, and uh, horses were kind of a side hobby that um, I participated in. But really, it was my sister's thing, and she was all into the horses and I just, you know, any opportunity to try something new, I was always um, up for it. So what ended up happening was I um, was in a private lesson with my gymnastics coach and she ended up pulling my hamstring and tendon off of the bone. Um, so in layman's terms, she detached my, my leg from my butt. So I was incapable of walking at that point in my life and going from a sport where you're dedicated, you know, 50 plus hours a week to complete immobility <laughs> was, um, you know, completely, in, it was driving me completely insane. I like, you know, I went from competitive sport to not even being able to go to the bathroom by myself. So it was quite a change of pace. Um, so that was actually how I ended up getting back into riding more full time because, uh, horses, you know, are, while you do plenty in the saddle, you know, they were capable of helping me move around when I was not capable of doing it myself. So, um, you know, throughout, my teenage years, um, both my sister and I competed in horses and, you know, it was something that, you know, my sister had a, my youngest sister had a pony and my parents were, um, heavily involved and, uh, we were all heavily, uh, into this, into horses and the sport in general. Um, and, you know, as a, as a young rider, I was always, um, always trying to, you know, everybody always tries to progress and make themselves better. And, um, when I was 17 years old, I had finally saved up enough money to buy my first horse. And I had bought a three coming four year old in which I had planned on training and, um, you know, growing with and moving up the levels with. And the, uh, around the exact same time that I had decided to do that, it was right when I graduated from high school, um, my sister had two horses, one that was retired and one that was her competitive horse. Um, they both died in the same month and well, um, the retired horse died of liver disease. So not a huge shocker to anybody, but the, uh, competitive horse actually had an aortic aneurysm. So basically a heart attack and, um, died in her, during her jump lesson, like, and fell on top of her. It was a completely traumatic, horrific, um, you know, something nobody ever, never, you never expect is going to happen to you. Uh, but this was definitely, <laughs> you know, 
in the for all you Hunger Games fans, uh, may the odds be ever in your favor. That was definitely not this uh, month or year in my family's life. And uh, my sister's world was completely turned upside down, and by extension, my family's, and by even further extension, my own, because I had just, you know, made a significant investment for a 17-year-old spending thousands of dollars, not only on the horse, but on the pre-purchase vet exam, because, you know, you, you don't buy a car without looking under the hood. Um, I had just spent all of, all my money um, on this project, and I was at a true crossroads, trying to navigate my way through uh, the excitement I felt for the project I wanted to start and the truly traumatic and horrific trauma that was my house at that time. Um, you know, I, not that anybody encourages you to wear dirty, muddy, poopy horse boots through the house, but, you know, mine weren't even allowed near the house because they literally didn't want any reminder of anything even remotely close to horses. And um, it was actually around this same time, <laughs> or the exact same time, that um, my parents actually cut me off. So they were like, we don't want to pay for your horse stuff anymore. And, you know, I, I feel like they were truly, they truly had felt abandoned by horses um, through my sister. And I, um, by, ex you know, I, I understand it from both sides now, being hindsight being twenty twenty, but... You know, at the time, I had truly felt emotionally and um, physically abandoned by them, um, given that I had just made all these huge leaps and bounds um, and, you know, decisions. And they, um, they, you know, at that point, it literally felt like they stopped supporting me. So, um, and in addition to that, I was starting college that that was the summer right before my freshman year. So, you know, in, a, in addition to that, I was also making huge life changes in the sense of, you know, moving out is a big deal. Like, um, it's a, a really life-changing experience. Uh, it's, you know, hey, it's great, and I never looked back. But um, at the time, it's a completely overwhelming feeling. And then when you add all the other stuff on top of that, uh, to say I was lost and confused was a serious understatement. Um, so I was actually in a jump lesson one day, and uh, my trainer, you know, the jump lesson was going fine every single jump uh you know, her corrections were, you know, that's good, yeah, do little this, little of that, but, you know, overall, like, the jump lesson was going really well, and I was, you know, very clearly distraught, you know, I was definitely not, um, you know, if it wasn't my vibe or my, my tone and my voice, you know, the look on my face gave it away that I, something was profoundly wrong, and so after I was done, uh, after we were done with the jump lesson and everybody else left, you know, she came over and she approached me about you just saying, hey, what's wrong? And, um, of course, in those moments are the moments you want to be really strong, right? And you uh, want to show the world that you can handle anything. And I broke down like a total baby <laughs> and cried and um, told her everything that was going on about, you know, obviously she had been there when my sister's horse died, so I didn't have to fill her in on all the details, but... Um, you know, I had to tell her that I was cut off and, you know, I had no money left and I had no idea what I was going to do because, you know, horses come with reoccurring pay, uh, reoccurring bills. Like, you know how everybody, you pay rent every single month, you have to buy gas uh, for your car, like these reoccurring payments. 
like, you know, same thing applies to horses. They have board, um, which includes, like, their food and their general care, but then also, you know, they get their shoes and, you know, any sort of vet, vet bills and, um, you know, so on and so forth. And so, um, horses have reoccurring expenses. And, of course, you know, at this point, anybody can say, like, well, just sell the horse. Like, but when you have a sport that you're truly dedicated to, and when you have something that you're truly driven to try and achieve, like, that's, you know, that's not even an option. Like, you don't even think about that. And so, um, you know, when I was sitting there with my horse trainer, and I was completely lost at this point, she just sat me down and she goes, you know what, here's what you're going to do. And she put a light at the end of the tunnel for me. She said, you know, you're just going to, you're going to train this horse. It was a three coming four year old. You're going to train this horse and then you're going to sell it. And then you're going to repeat the process. And that's how you're going to make your money. And while that did not solve my immediate problems, that definitely, you know, like I said, gave me a light at the end of the tunnel. It gave me a destination. And once you know your destination, it truly, you know, that truly gives you a checklist of, okay, well, I need to do this, this, and this to get to that destination. It just, it, it paints an, a much easier picture for you. Um, and while you haven't actually accomplished anything, you still have a ton of work to do. <laughs> At least you know where you're headed and how you're going to get there. Um, and, you know, obviously, like I said, I, uh, at this point, I was still totally broke because I had spent all my money, but, um, you know, I, in addition to knowing where I was going to go with the horse, um, that also marked out a path of where I was going to go, like, with my work and with school and, um, how, you know, how I was really going to get to the other side of, at the time, what seemed like Mount Everest, and, um, you know, the Basically, I, I, my horse had always, at that point, like, in my life, like, my horse was eating before I was, and I was also struggling, um, you know, like, with going to college, and everybody was just having fun and drinking and messing around, and I also had to balance, like, this extreme responsibility, and, um, it's being, you know, a 17, 18 year old, like, you and you know I really didn't have that much of a choice because at the end of the day I had a number like of you know for money I had a number I had to get to and if I didn't get to it then that was unacceptable and so um at the end of the day I guess I really didn't have a choice in the matter of whether or not I was going to um get to that goal but it it definitely took everything I had in me to make ends meet for a very long time and um in addition to that, you know, like the the thing I really truly dislike about money is it it makes um, people feel like they have they have uh, a say, you know. And while that may be true, so when you're you're a parent and you pay for your kids' like lively expenses, you know that does give parents the right to um, dictate, you know, uh, how you know, how you, you know, certain rules, um, you know, how you live your life, it can definitely be a double-edged blade, but, you know, general rules and how, and general structure, um, definitely does fall under that category, but, um, in terms of, like, money, people think that it, it 
it means that your opinion is more valuable. And at that point in my life, since I had started um, paying for everything myself, you know, my parents were still kind of in this weird limbo phase where they were so used to telling me what to do. And at, I had become financially responsible. So um, one of the best parts about that was realizing that I, you know, not that I didn't have to listen to them anymore, but um, in terms of money, you know, their, their influence over me had um, definitely, it, it was definitely hindered <laughs> for sure. And, um, you know, so it was, it was my, it was my launch point, you know, into, um, I mean, adulthood for one, but also, you know, my launch point into my, um, my path of, you know, how I was going to get to the light at the end of this tunnel. And, um, you know, so along the ways, you know, I, I got a promotion, like I was working in the restaurant industry. And for those who don't know, like, it's a great way to make a, a, like quite a bit of money. And in addition to that cash, so you, it's money that you take home. It's not money you have to wait for at the end of two weeks. And, you know, I went from hostess to busser to server, and then eventually to bartender. And, um, for a long time, I had this, um, great system that was actually producing enough money for me to, you know, logically justify this crazy dream that I had been working toward. And, um, you know, it, it, when it comes to money, you know, it, it, it was a great learning experience, um, for, you know, how to budget properly and then learn to live within my means because quite frankly, at, at my 17 year old point, like that was completely, I was completely overwhelmed and not even by any like stretch of the imagination. Like I had, you know, any, any financial advisor would have sat there and said, yeah, you have no business doing this. But at the end of the day, what wins out, you know, um, willpower or, you know, doubt. And, um, in my circumstance, it was definitely willpower. <laughs> um, you know, and, uh, after a while, like I was actually able to start being able to make, um, you know, money managing decisions rather than just living, you know, moment to moment. And, uh, while every penny I did make was spent, like that was, there was no doubt in my mind about that. It was, um, actually being able to pick and choose like, you know, like this money's safe for this and that money's safe for that versus, you know, piling the bills on top of each other and just trying to make ends meet. Um, so after uh, three years, the horse was uh, six, and that was when I was able to finally compete him in the prelim challenge, which um, at Woodside Horse Park, which on the West Coast is, you know, uh, a, not a big deal, but, it, you know, it's definitely a wider stage. And I, um, you know, it, it's kind of like for parents getting, like when your kid gets into college, like it was pretty much my... Um, I got to sit there and, you know, cause prelim is the first step in the upper levels of, um, competitive riding, uh, or in competitive three day event riding. And I, um, when your horse gets there, it's, you know, it's, a uh, it, not only for you, but for them, like a true feeling of accomplishment, like you made it, you know, like I, at the end of the day, it's like, I'm here. And, um, so basically, uh, at the end of that show, uh, while I did not win, didn't even come close, <laughs> um, I had a, um, an interested buyer. I had an email from an interested buyer waiting for me when I got home and I did eventually sell him to her. Uh, his name was Okie Dokie and, um, 
very thankful that that was my first horse uh, that I got to train. Uh, hindsight being twenty twenty, I was definitely spoiled my first time around. Um, but, you know, at this point, I had finally made um, my first significant amount of money. And I was, uh, I mean, I like... I did all the childish things. I took a picture of my bank account and I was like, <laughs> I was, I was, um, very impressed with myself, um, that I was able to turn a profit. But, um, it was also, you know, like at that point it was a true crossroads of deciding, you know, cause at that point I easily could have just said, you know, Hey, I, you know, I, I did what I set out to do. I took this horse and I trained him and I sold him at mission accomplished. Um, or, you know, deciding to continue on with the dream and, you know, truly saying, okay, like I sold that horse. Now I need to go, um, either flip another horse or find something. Um, and of course the ultimate goal being to eventually find a horse that truly could get me to the level I, I wanted to ride. And, um, of course, you know, as, as I've already said, like it was, a, it was actually a no brainer for me. Um, I, love three-day venting and I truly do want to um you know I want to compete with the big boys and I um while I you know my my horse my current horse's name is Fuego um I have competed uh, up to one star with him or you know based on the new terminology uh two star uh, long format with him so he has you know dipped his toes in but has quite a ways to go um, and, you know, he's my first real opportunity to actually get to that point because um, all my other horses, as soon as they got to this point, either sold, died, or retired. So <laughs> it was, uh, uh, again, with the Hunger Games reference, the odds, you know, my mom always says, oh, it's all about the journey, which I'm like, like when the, when the odds are not in your favor, that's the last thing you want to hear. But anyway, um you know, it's, it, it's turned, it turned out that when I sold that horse, that's where my story truly begins, um, with this whole, I don't want to say riding destiny, because I think that destiny is something we make up in our minds to, um, to make sense of all the stuff that happens to us. I think that we are responsible ultimately for where we go, what we do, and how we do it. And that's why, um, my, and that's why I, I'm telling this story because, you know, no matter how many obstacles are put in your way, like it's, it all comes down to the individual and whether or not you want to get to the other side, because there are two ways to go. Um, you know, uh, there are actually, there are three options when you run into an obstacle, you can, you can go around it, which is kind of the long road. Uh, the second one is you can run right into it and not, and literally, you know, go kind of deer in headlights, not knowing how to get to the other side, or you can crap, you can crap, like literally crash right through it. And, um, I've always tended to opt for the third option, whether or not that's the best course of action is <laughs> kind of debatable, but, um, you know, I, uh, I've definitely enjoyed the journey so far, and um, I think that 
we'll we'll explore together how horses have truly made um, me grow as a person, and um, also like how they have shaped um, my life into what it's become. Because everybody, I think that everybody has their passion in life, and once you find it, like hang on to it with all your might because um, life truly is. Everybody always says this, but life truly is short, and um, there's absolutely no reason to not spend it doing what you love to do. And um, for me, that is definitely riding um, horses and competing in three-day eventing. And, you know, my my ultimate goal is to uh, get to the highest level of competition in the sport. And, you know, in I have always kind of said, uh, you know, going to the Olympics... Um, Partly because I've always wanted to go to the Olympics. I think that's awesome. But um, for, you know, a- anybody who's listening, you know, the, the Olympics, they associate the Olympics with highest level of competition. And so it's a very easy way to paint that picture. So um, with that being said, um, it's been a pleasure. And I will see you on the next one. Have a good night, guys.